This is the Wholesome Monk Podcast. What's going on, y'all? Welcome to the Wholesome Monk Podcast. It's your boy, Wholesome Monk here. And today, I have Marvelous Rachel. Thank you so much for joining me today. How are you doing? Awesome. Thanks for having me. And I, I also, I'm really excited to have you on because, you know, you do so many, you have so many different hobbies and so many different interests, like cosplaying, gaming, even 3D printing. So I was really curious about the 3D printing because I know you, I saw you do it for, a, I believe it was a Mortal Kombat cosplay, among many other things you're like working on. So what what got your your love for 3D printing start? Like, where did that start? Um, so I actually studied engineering in college. So I started 3D printing back then. We used to have like walls of printers because um, I did like mechanical engineering. So that's kind of where it started. And then once 3D printers got to be more cost-friendly, which is like past few years, especially nowadays, um, I was like, well, I can buy one of those and stop dealing with foam and sanding it and getting it everywhere. <laughs> and so that's kind of what really sparked it. And just like great price, the plastic's readily available now. Um, there's recycling options. So it made cosplay a lot easier to do that versus trying to pattern something out with foam and getting those like bits everywhere as anyone that's worked with foam knows. And I was also really curious, what was like, do you remember your first 3D printing project that you worked on? My first 3D printing project, I want to say is Black Widow, is probably Black Widow, because <laughs> the holsters and stuff were really good. And that's kind of what really drove me to buy the 3D printer. Um, I tried making like the foam like gauntlets of hers and then just like getting them like bumped, like the hot glue came off or like contact cement. And it's very hard to get those fine details on foam, um, at least at my skill level, it was very difficult. So it was very easy to just 3D print them. And one of like the widows in like our little group, Yuri Monkey, like made a bunch of STL files. So they were free to print too. So. And I, I love that because I love that you incorporated 3D printing into your cosplays because you do amazing cosplay. You have Black Widow to name, to name a few of many Black Widow. Um, uh, definitely what Mortal Kombat character were you working on? I believe a couple months ago, I forgot what it was. Was it Scorpion or was it Sub-Zero? It was Sub-Zero. Um, so the movie was coming out at the time and they had really cool masks. And with COVID and stuff, I was like, I could wear this to the grocery store. I'm going to print it. Um, so I 3D printed that and I didn't make a whole cosplay of it. I kind of just like painted it. It was like very much spontaneous on a whim and just did like a closet cosplay sort of or like a black shirt and did one of those Instagram blue eye filters and then with a mask. That was it. That's fun. I love it. And I, I love that, um, you know, because I know 3D printing, I remember when it first like became something that people were able to like readily buy and like get available. So it's like a a foreign concept because people are using it for so many it's such a versatile like device you know like it's something that's so you can i've seen people make prosthetics out of it i've seen people make heart sleeves out of it for medical stuff and i've seen like cosplayers like yourself use it for holsters and things and i know you craft not just uh i've seen you i've seen your work i've seen you you know you sent me behind the scenes footage of you actually like, crafting on like you know sanding things down and all that kind of stuff so as 3d and printing helped it has it helped you greatly in like trying to you know craft some of these accessories for your cosplays like is it something that's really beneficial to your cosplaying process 
Yeah, it's highly beneficial because um, even with 3D printing, you still have to sand it a lot and paint and everything. Um, and like kind of painting and then doing the digital design work or working with one is a lot funner to me than dealing with foam because it's just like cutting and gluing. So the 3D printing makes it a lot easier and faster and can get a lot more detailed pieces with 3D printing. Um, so it's helped my process a lot. And I've done way more cosplays because of it, because the time it takes to 3D print is a lot shorter than foam. If in terms of hours, it's about the same because it print takes like 12 hours, sometimes depending. Um, but while it's printing, you can sew at the same time. <laughs> Whereas foam, you can only do that for the straight 20 hours and then you have to sew for like another like 12. Um, so it makes crafting a lot easier. And I, I really enjoy your insight on that because again, I've never, I've never even, I've like, I've seen it, but only like from a very far distance and in terms of like 3D printing and I'm not a huge crafter myself. And I know that's like you said, that's something you do. And I was curious, where does your, your love for cosplaying start? Like where, where's, Where's young Rachel start her, her cosplay journey? My first cosplay ever was actually Shippuden Sakura at an anime convention. And back then I had no idea people crafted their own cosplays. So my dad had bought me one off of eBay from like a random China seller. Like back in the day, it was only three shops that made any of these costumes. And they had like maybe one or zero reviews. It came like two months late, but um, it was, that was my first cosplay. Whenever I went to the convention, I was like, oh, where'd you get your costume? It's great. They're like, I made it. I was like, that was an option. <laughs> I never realized that people like sewed and crafted stuff. And then I, after that, I looked at forums and then found that everyone had like different patterns and tutorials and how they made everything. And I really like enjoy painting and doing all these different random things. Um, so it's kind of where it started and how I'm here now. No, I, I love that because I feel like so many people have different ways to get into cosplaying because cosplaying is such a, a different world of a, a different world and a different part of like the anime community or like even uh, superheroes. Like you said, you do, you do Black Widow. And I, I was curious, um, did your love for superheroes come first or did your love for anime come first? Hmm. I want to, I think anime because of Sailor Moon. So I was obsessed with Sailor Moon when I was little. I had the original comics. Um, so yeah, I think Sailor Moon was definitely first. It's hard to know with Spider-Man and Batman because those were the Saturday cartoons. But I think Sailor Moon was definitely first. And then Inuyasha in high school. See, and speaking of Inuyasha, and, that, that, and that's why I, I feel like it's so cool to connect with other people who are in the nerdy realm and stuff because it's such a it's such an interesting story. Always see and hear people's like anime loving origin stories or the manga loving origin stories. And I you know one the one of your favorite cosplays I'm sure is your Black Widow one. And I wanted to uh, talk about that a little bit. What about Black Widow as a character? Do you love so much? Because usually cosplayers cosplay characters they love. Unless I'm sure they gain like hundreds of thousands of dollars thrown at them. They usually cosplay since you're you know like you said you went through 3D printing, you went through crafting, you went through all these different things to get it. So what about Black Widow's character speaks volumes to you personally? I love that she came from such a dark 
place and then turn that into something good and always tried to make the best of her situation. She kind of got her own family and she had this whole big origin arc of becoming not just going through the motions of the life and what she was trained for, but following different passions and sacrificing herself and needs for like different loved ones and also being a hero for the world when she really didn't have to do anything for the world either with how she grew up and everything that happened to her. She still chose to be a good person every day and every hour. Um, and also she's just very badass with all her gadgets and stuff. Um, so I really like that aspect of her and we, with how Avengers and stuff is, we didn't really have a lot of female superheroes. So she really paved that path for us as well. Yeah, I think I think that's a really good point to hit at home because, I, you know, I've had I've given people the opportunity to, you know, talk about their love for Black Widow. And you definitely have given like the by far the most like detailed and like reasonable. Like, you know, I, I just 100% see where you're coming from with that character because it's just like I'm sure with many Black people would be, you know, uh, when it comes to MCU, it would be Black Panther. And then for other people, it would be, you know, recently Shang-Chi. It would be so many different other characters are starting to come through especially with like Eternals coming there's a lot of like um Indian representation there and a lot of other different characters are going to give shine to different communities which I always love and embrace now changing gears to your gaming what 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 spurred gaming on was that something you did early early on or was that something that you recently came through where's your love for gaming start um I'm an only child so my parents kind of just threw a gaming station at me is like here go play. <laughs> um, so, so I've always had like at least one game station throughout my entire life and then one handheld. Um, so I always had like, my first was a Nintendo 64 and then a Game Boy Color. I don't know those cool like see-through ones. Um, so Pokemon Stadium, Pokemon Snap, Zelda, all, all of those classics. And then got a PlayStation 2 and PlayStation 4 and just getting to connect and play with friends and then storylines are really fun. It's just such an immersive way to get into a story. Like I loved Kingdom Hearts. We don't talk about Kingdom Hearts 3. Um, <laughs> really interesting. We'll, we'll backtrack to that in a second, but go ahead. I don't want to talk about Kingdom Hearts 3 with a slap <laughs> in the face, everyone. <laughs> and then Last of Us is a really great story as well. Um, I just love those. And then what got me back in recently was actually kind of COVID because couldn't see any of your friends so we'd all just get together on like Fortnite and overwatch and kind of just play together and just chat about our days and stuff while you know getting number one victory royale killing people <laughs> that's great no I, I think um when it comes to gaming i also love hearing people's stories about that because you know people people act like it's still like i don't know like what 1970s or whatever games came out and acting like, you know, minorities can't afford gaming consoles or or that women can't play games or this. There's so, you know, this is such a stuck in the mud type of thing, especially like with the Smash community, Smash uh, Brothers community, especially mm -hmm. can be like that recently. Um, and so I love hearing people's stories and kind of like I feel like people's perceptions on nerds are very very weird and like different like every time I talk to someone who's not a nerd by definition or whatever you want to say their perception of it is like some outlier in like middle school or high school and they carry that 
perception to the grave, you know? So it's like super interesting to be like, oh, like like someone that, let's say you're just like in no cosplay, no anime inspired anything, you're just like walking down the street, it'd be like, oh, there's no way that Rachel would be a nerd or like anime or anything. And, or like if I was in non this, non this, people would be like, oh, there's no way uh, Albert would be into anime. Like I can't tell you how many times I've done uh, speeches at colleges or anything or a stand-up or something. And afterwards, like, you know, because of my brand, like my, literally my symbol has the Nimbus Clap from DBZ on it. They were like, oh my God, by the way, I was like, just wondering, like, do you know where that's from? Or like, is that, is that DBZ? And I was like, yeah, of course it is. And like, oh my God, you're an adult that still likes anime. Like you're allowed to do that. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's no different from watching a sport or, or gaming or, you know, liking a science or doing like all these things that you can be a nerd in so many different categories. It doesn't mean, oh, you like superheroes and anime. You're just like a straight nerd and there's no like type of like a box for you there but also uh do you still stream do you go about streaming or or have you took like a break from that um I got all the setup done as you can like lights and stuff to do streaming and I just never like took the jump to do it because like the scheduling and the figuring out like overlays and all that so I just I never took the time to start it (laughs) I keep telling myself next month next month and here we are in October so (laughs) No, I don't, I feel you. Streaming can be like, I'm trying to get my way back. I'm trying to get back into it too. Cause I started um, back in like 2013 or something. And that kind of stopped because my software's got old. And as you, as you know, it's super expensive, but like um, it's definitely hard. Cause like with scheduling too, cause to do stuff like Twitch and stuff is very like, you got to really be on, on your schedule and really be super consistent. Or else you'll never see growth on it. So it's like definitely a lot of work, but you do uh, do great things on Instagram and you do really cool videos on, on TikTok. And I, you know, and I think your TikTok is very underrated because I really, you know, again, you use your cosplays, you do really cool, you use really cool sounds and you do your own thing. And it's, it's like, it's that great type of goofy where it's like you, everyone has their own goofiness. I feel like, and I don't mean that as like an insult. I think everyone has their own creativity and their own like I'm not like it's just not like it's just we're having fun here we're doing a great time mm-hmm. we're setting up this this environment where we can be geeky and be nerdy and uh you know express ourselves in different ways and I was curious about your content creation journey when did you decide to take this step to I guess make content uh take content creation seriously in terms of actually posting actually you know creating IG stories and actually like finding your little niche um, Dragon Con 2018 is when I decided to make an Instagram and kind of stick with cosplay and do it kind of more full-time as a hobby. Um, and then TikTok was like during COVID times, just like everyone else where it like boomed. Um, cause I went to Dragon Con out of like a random whim with one of my friends. And then I met so many awesome people. They're like, what's your IG? I was like, I don't have one. <laughs> They're like, you should make one and keep cosplaying and stuff. And I was like, oh, okay, I guess the community's like really good now. So I guess I'll stay. <laughs> Cause I remember getting into it um, in 2013. Yes, like 2012, 2013. Um, back then the community was still small enough to where trolls were still strong. Um, whereas like now they get bashed pretty well. But like back then I was like in college and stressed. I, like, I don't need this negativity in my life. So I kind of, took a step away from cosplay because I saw like so much hate 
hate that people get I'm sure you know it's like a POC cosplayer it's like terrible and literally it's it's so ridiculous that it's still a problem today I just I don't understand um but yeah so I think the community being so much better in 2018 and just having a nice group of friends that I got that always go to cons is what really got me into content creation because it's a fun way to bond with each other and see each other's content. Yeah, I 100% agree because people, and I feel like younger people don't understand how different social media was in like tw- in like the early 2010s. And like, well, now we're in 2021. So like, yeah, the 2010s, it was just a completely different time. And I think it did, like you say, shift around that 2018 time and like so on and so forth because there was more like, I guess, whether you know people see it as a bad or good thing there's more wokeness now and people are really hypersensitive to the content because when, when i tell when people and don't believe me i was like the, the type of space places like twitter and instagram were back then like people think it's bad now it's like now people can lose jobs or what they're saying and stuff so people you know you have to be a special type of i don't give a fuck to like to like be doing some of the shit that people are doing back then people were just saying everything which is why people get in trouble now about the stuff they're saying, I was like, you see, that's why people get in trouble now. Like that stuff people are saying, one, there's probably stuff much worse. They probably deleted. And two, um, it's just like, that was commonplace. Like people would, it was, it was a completely different space. I, I wasn't a part of the mm-hmm. cosplaying community back then. So I was, I can't speak to how it was, but I'm sure if it was like anything else on the, during that time, during that decade, uh, it was quite rough. And I also want to speak to you on, you know, being a POC cosplayer, because I know that's something that you take very seriously. And I've seen you speak on, it, especially with the um, the whole, you know, the, the Asian hate movement and things that were going on a couple months ago. That's, I'm sure it's still going. I don't want to like downplay the severity of it, but just like when it was super, when we all band together and it was like really starting trying to open a dialogue about it. So can you speak upon your experience as a uh you know, a POC cosplayer, especially one in the South, because so that's a very different, I'm sure, experience than West or North or East in the U.S. Um, so, like, around that time, well, some of the attacks were actually, like, at our Asian markets here, and surprisingly, but also not surprisingly, I heard about it on the Korean news but not the American news and not even our local Atlanta news which is like seriously like you guys are just going to try and hide the fact that all this is happening but I hear it from Korea which is like thousands of miles away um but the community especially a lot of my friends banded together and reached out they're like if you need a buddy to go with you to the grocery store or if like anyone comes at you I'll throw hands (laughs) um so a lot of people came together so I thankfully didn't have to go through too much. Um, so it was it was just like a difficult time explaining it to some people because they're like, this isn't real. It's only like, like a few random cases. And it's literally like those people, their friend groups and social groups are only white people. Like, of course you wouldn't experience it or know it. Your group is only white. Like, look at your friend group. <laughs> um, so, and the people I usually associate with and stay in a small, and groups with that cons um, are very diverse as well. Um, So I think that's like another way to sort of protect yourself in those situations is to have like a buddy system. Cause I have seen people get called things like, oh, you're black Spider-Man or, oh, you're must be Miles. Like, no, (laughs) 
oh, this is a different character. So I've yeah. seen that happen with friends a lot. And it's like, can can they just be Spider-Man? Like, why do you have to put something in front of it? Like, I've gotten Asian Black Widow before. I'm like, that's not even in the comics. Yeah, that's wild. <laughs> that's what I was saying. That's wild. But, and I had one person tell me once that like oh your black widow's amazing you have high cheekbones like scarjo or something and i was like oh finally a comment that's like kind of sort of to the actress in a way to where it kind of touched me in a way because you know people it's always like the cosplay share pages are always people that look similar or the same color rarely do you see where it's like just about the costume sometimes and people do notice that so it's it's something that I, f- I feel like we kind of just all accept. And then like all the other pages that do a better job of diversity, but it still kind of scratches the scab or whatever the right analogy is. Like it, it's, the skin is tough, but it still kind of hurts a little bit, if that makes sense. It's sponsorship time. You know what it is. We got to pay some bills around here. And today's sponsor is Anchor. You ever heard about Anchor? It's the easiest way to make a podcast. First of all, it's free, and who doesn't like free? Also, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on places like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and many more. You can also make money from your podcast, you know, money, bread, moolah, and with no minimum listenership, which is a big deal. It's how I got started. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So drop what you're doing. And if you want to start your podcast, now you know how to do it. Download the free Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks for listening. Now enjoy the rest of the Wholesome Monk podcast. No, yeah, 100%. I laugh at the, the Black Spider-Man joke because like, it, it's, it's, it's something I, you know, as a Black cosplayer, I deal with every single day. So it's like, you know, even, you know, I talk about a lot, like um, I did, a, like before I did this cosplay, I did like maybe two others, I think like Zora from One Piece and one of the cosplay, I can't remember off the top of my head. And, but this was the first cosplay where I like, I, it was like fully like, this is cosplay. This is, you, you had the white wig, you had these ears with bells on them and shit. Like, this is a cosplay. There is no hiding behind like, oh, it's just like an inspired look or something like, no, this is cosplay. And I had like a full on panic attack before posting it on IG, like, a year ago or whatever i was like full on like oh my god this is like you know what people gonna say what people gonna think you know i really love inuyasha like a lot i love the the series um and i was like i don't want to like associate bad memories or like a bad time with this series because that's what happened with the cosplay photo and everything but um so i had a huge i've never had a pantech in my life before so it's like i've done i do stand up i do all kinds of stuff never had one so I was like, that was a new experience for me personally. And taking that and getting over that hump and that journey really like let the floodgates open, not only just be comfortable cosplaying, but, you know, because, you know, when you, for my content, a lot of people come to me and it's like, oh, is it like cool like for me to cosplay? Is it cool for me to cosplay with a beard, even though the character doesn't have a beard or because the character is like, you know, Asian, I'm black. Am I able to cosplay the you know, Yasha as well? Am I able to cosplay X, Y, and Z. And I can't really tell them anything because I don't I even have the confidence to cosplay at the time. So I was like, I can't even and write tell you what to do, you know what I'm saying? Or, or some advice even. So I was like, let me just get over this hump. And to do that, you helped with that because you're, you're seeing your cosplays and how open and nice you are about helping people out and just like being a generally great person to talk to and confide in was awesome. And so many of my other mutuals and stuff, which is what I like about the community is that I've been, I've been lucky enough. I've heard 
very unfortunate stories, but I've been lucky enough to amass really great um, friends out of like, you know, the TikTok and Instagram groups and all kinds of different things. Even so much to say like, MNYC, I'm hosting the Jujutsu Kaisen cosplay meetup on Saturday, on the Saturday at the con, which is crazy to do that in my hometown. So it's like, it's just the different things and steps I never thought I would take, but then seeing like, again, your Black Widow cosplays and Mortal Kombat cosplays. You also did one recently, um, and I, it's yeah, it hurts me that I don't remember off the top of my head like what the name of the character. It was like a it was like a military suit kind of, and it's like a you know which one I'm talking about. It's like recent, like oh, you just posted it. Amber from Sucker Punch. Yes, there we go, there we go. Yes, so seeing seeing those um, is really you know it just it just means a lot. And I want you to know that a lot of people do love your cosplays and i'm sure people tell you a lot but people do enjoy your cosplay and definitely like i've had my own um asian friends that some korean some japanese some all like just different sides of the spectrum um some indian so many different groups of collective of the you know the area and they they look they look at other others like them you know that cosplay too and some that like you know because you look at celebrities and do that do things it's hard that that it's too much disconnect there's way too much disconnect and always people put celebrities immediately on like a pedestal so seeing like people who are everyday like yourself and me and just like that we're just normal people we just do you know we don't act too high in mind we're like we're just with everybody else um they do look at it and it means something so i just want on, on their head guy told them I was gonna have you on so like they just want to express that gratitude to you um but i also wanted to ask you know when you're cosplaying like what what goes into your thought process of cosplaying like what's what's the like does, does do you does rachel have a checkbox of like okay check 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 bet i'm gonna cosplay this character like what what's the motivation to cosplay some of these characters outside of like black widow of course um it's if i really like if i'm watching a series if their costume is either really pretty or they say something like really sassy then I'm like I like you I'm gonna cosplay you <laughs> um like watching Jujutsu Kaisen um like when Gojo like brought his blindfold up those eyes I was like oh I'm sold <laughs> just like small little things and then I think it Sakuna Sakuna I don't always pronounce yeah. it wrong and then his sass I was like oh so I want to cosplay him one day and also all the cool markings. If there's something that looks complex about a character, um, I see that also as like a fun challenge to cosplay. So that's usually what I look forward to. But usually just like if I'm watching something, something looks fun. And if I remember it again later, then I'll cosplay them because my tentative list is always like hundreds. Like I want to cosplay that, I want to cosplay that. I have a Kagome cosplay coming in. I want to cosplay Inuyasha at some point. And then maybe Kiki. Just cause I can make some hating hating on myself things because I hated her when I watched the show. <laughs> make some fun content with myself. I but it. I need to rewatch it. Maybe Kikyo wasn't that bad. Maybe it's one of those things I need to realize. Nah, Kikyo, Kikyo was bad. Kikyo was okay. a troll. Kikyo was a troll, bro. Kikyo <laughs> made me laugh because like, it, I mean, it's it it understandable, but like, it's just since you know, like everything and it's like, you can't like, you can't relate to her character. It's like, it's just so funny to see her be petty as hell. Like every step, like she was so petty and I loved it so much because like people hate the character and I understand, but like my issue was with Kikyo's character is more of just like, it's so funny how petty and out of pocket she was like every second she got. Uh, the, 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 the love triangle was so funny. 
that it made Inuyasha seem like a fuckboy, even though he wasn't. <laughs> it was just because he's uh-huh. playing games. And I love it so much. I was like, Higome put up with a lot more than I think anyone would honestly put. And we've all been teenagers in, in love at one point. We're in our teenage, you know, careers and lives. But it's like, nah, I don't even think my blind teenage self would, like, you know, deal with some of the shit um, Kagome was dealing with. But I also wanted to ask you, um, out of the many cosplays you made, uh, which one do you feel like was the hardest to, like, craft yourself? Like, which one was, or, or at least which one did you have the most trouble kind of getting down? The hardest was Elsa. Um, I made her Frozen 2 dress, and I've never really made a whole dress on my own before, like, from scratch, but there was nothing out then, and I wanted to be, like, one of the first ones to make the cosplay, so I, like, and whole mat was happening then, so, okay, I'm gonna make this dress in, like, 10 days, first time ever making a dress, attempting patterns or anything, and her dress is kind of complicated, so that was the hardest ever. My friend, who's like a professional seamstress helped me a lot she's like you should roll it and do this it's called this type of hem and I was like god bless you (laughs) um so working on something completely new and then complex when I hate sewing was the biggest challenge for me and I haven't sewn anything that complex ever again (laughs) since that day no I I heard you say someone who's like like my sewing is very, very elementary. Like it's very basic. Like it's just kind of like, oh, I have a tear for like, like when I was a kid, we didn't, you know, how we afford clothes, like especially wintertime. I had to sew, like I had a hole in it, I had to sew it back together. And that's what I'm using. So that's my experience. But like it turns like doing a whole, like just getting, like, I, like if someone just gave me like a roll of like cloth and was like, do something with this, nothing will be done. It'll just be like one long slat, like sash of like be a whatever. Scarf yeah yeah i can make something i don't know if it'll be a scarf but like it'll suffice <laughs> um but i was also curious um because you know you you have a shinobu i believe from demon slayer cosplay on right now um talk to me a little bit about about uh about demon slayer how you feel about that because i guess demon slayer is such a split debated anime i didn't know that but like what how do you what? feel about demon slayer yeah apparently a lot of people hate it I don't know anyone that doesn't like Demon Slayer. I love Demon Slayer. Demon Slayer got me back into anime just because I hadn't seen anything I really liked in a while. Um, so Demon Slayer is what got me back. Such beautiful animation, really amazing story. Um, um, I don't know anyone that doesn't like it. And if I do, don't tell me. <laughs> Whoever watches this. <laughs> um, absolutely beautiful animation story I'm a like it's it's so touching um lots of really good like crying moments um and it makes you kind of feel bad for the demons as well versus them just being like bad demons like in Inuyasha you're like yeah kill them but like now you're kind of like oh I feel kind of bad for you <laughs> no you're right and, I, and that's what I'm saying like I love it because I think the story and why it's so popular besides like just the animation that's the argument people have for it I'm like, it's it's an easy story to get into. It's a simple story you can follow. And it's just like, if you could attach yourself to even one of the characters, you're going to be hooked because it's just, they, they know how to give attention to to the characters. And I think it's very similar to Inuyasha in that standpoint. And since you're also a fellow Inuyasha fan, that is also rare, apparently. Uh, what what made you fall in love with the, the show Inuyasha itself? 
I'm surprised Inuyasha also is debatable. You would you would, you'd be so surprised. Good. It's so sad. Um, I just liked all the, like the funny characters and quirkiness. Everyone was like so different and exact in their personalities. And the love triangle family drama with Sashomaru and Inuyasha, the little the little like Muppet thing that followed him around. I forgot his name. <laughs> Um, it was just so fun to watch, and it was always like on tsunami. So it's like one of those fun late night shows to watch, and then the screaming outro would wake you up. Um, and so I just it was really good. I can't I can't imagine any reason people wouldn't like it. It's a great story, fun characters, music. The dub was good. The dub was very good too. That's usually like I feel like people that watch dub now like some of them are hit or miss some dubs are awful but maybe that's why maybe they watched an old dub or something or a new one I, I, yeah i i definitely agree with that because i feel like I, every time like inyasha is like one of my like is just my favorite i've rewatched inyasha an embarrassing amount of times and um i just find something i love every single time more and i've watched it since it like since i it aired on like toonami and adult swim and everything and the fact that there's people who genuinely hate the show is crazy to me. And, when, you know, everyone's entitled to their opinion, but it's just it's kind of crazy. I was like, damn, now you're top 50, not top 100. That's crazy. That's wow. It's just like, I can't, I can't see the, the fault. I was like, how do you not like the dynamic between like, even just Kikyo, Inuyasha and Kagome alone. It's hilarious. Naraku is just like, to me, He's just a, the, the pettiness of Naraku through the whole series is what really hooked me on. Cause I was like, I, when I, when we find out the reason why he's doing what he's doing, it just made me laugh so hard. Like not even out of disrespect of the series, but it's just like, dang, it's kind of been really avoided it, it, this, you know what I'm saying? It's just, it's just the pettiness uh, of this, of them. And I just love all those characters. And I barely, you know, even like when I go to conventions, uh, I just like, when I went to my first ever convention, like in July, this past July, like the fact that I didn't see like a single Inuyasha cosplay was like, I, and I saw like a full on War Greymon, uh, Grey, uh, War Greymon from Digimon, which is like it's summertime, so it's hot. I know it's hot as hell in that. I've seen Mega Man. I've seen so many different ones, but just not one Inuyasha. I'm just like, that's crazy. That's that's actually oh. insane. Maybe it's how old it is. It could be, but is Inuyasha older. It could. That thing is like what two two thousand one, two thousand two. So then the manga came out like the nineties. Yeah. So it's like it, it's old, but it's like dang, like is this is is, is 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 that what we are coming to, Rachel? Like, because you know, I was telling people we're the, the we're day, the vintage anime watchers now. <laughs> we are. It is it's crazy because like this is my friend was saying the other day where uh, she was on the podcast and she was talking about um yeah they swore online is like an old anime. I was like. No, it can't be. And like, yeah, it came out like, you know, whatever, like two on 2011. So almost like ten, basically almost like 10 years ago. Um, and I was like, that's not an old, it's a, it came out a long time ago, but that's not like old, like two, 2012, 11, like 13 is not like it's not old. But that's me saying that we're like, it's not like we're 50. <laughs> so it's like, but, that, but that's why I keep telling people, like we're getting to, the, getting to the point now where like 10 years ago is not like, it's a long time, but it's not like 10 years ago is, is 96 or 95 anymore. Like, no, nah, it's like, that was still the middle 2000s. Like, we just got out of that decade. Um, so have, have you, I was curious about that because someone said this and I was curious about what you think on this. 
uh, because we're getting the last couple minutes here. Um, have you felt any like seen any difference? Because we're we're old enough to know, like, you know, when we started nerd, how nerddom used to be and then how it is now. So what are some differences you've seen like in terms of like, you know, I guess the the cosplay, you're like your like your exposure to the cosplay community back then versus now, or like gaming community back then versus now. I don't know how involved you are with like gaming communities or anything, but like I just want to know your take on that. Um, as far as like nerdum and cosplay, um, I would say that there's like pros and cons to how it is now versus back then. Back then was just very much more fun meeting up with their friends, like Halloween and trick or treating. Like no one was intense about how screen accurate their costume was, and like clout chasing is such a thing now. It's ridiculous. Um, so that's like the bad side about cosplay being so big now is people do clout chasing, um, screen accuracy, people are like so fake, or there's so, some like people just like are so mean. And then it's exactly like mean girls are like, oh my God, I love your cosplay. And then trash the person literally behind them. It's like, I know both of you, are, are you like stupid? Do you think I'm not going to just tell her that you're two-faced um, or that no one knows this about you? Like it's. And it's, it's crazy that people are like that and they're adults in this day and age. Um, so I think that's the worst thing about cosplay being so big now, or maybe I just didn't notice it back then because I was very young. <laughs> um, and then as far as like gaming community, it's I think it's a lot better now because people are more intolerable to sexism and other like BS. Pe there are more more women playing as well, more diverse people playing. So they stand up for other people. More people are kind of like you said before, like more woke to everything now, whether they are being a performative ally or not, there's more allyship within like the gaming and also cosplay community. So I think those are good, both good benefits because before you'd play on like Xbox Live or something. And then if you talk, literally everyone's like, oh my God, a girl, a girl, a girl. And then you either get you get harassed or like bullied one way or another. Yeah. So I'm always, even now I'm usually, if I'm not in a private chat, I'm just quiet playing. Cause it's awful to deal with people. But So I guess it's getting slightly better and the game companies do get canceled um, over things. Like all those things get blasted on Twitter and there's actual like blackout days for like playing. So that never happened back day um all the stuff got swept under the rug so i think things are getting more progressive and better every year that, that's definitely that's definitely a good uh take on both of those and i think uh i think it's very like you know like i like you said like what you what you said about gaming is spot on as someone gamed online for a very long time um and starting to get back a little bit back into it now now i just gotta mute my mic just, just just because like you know i'm too i'm too old to deal with the bs i, I, I kind of just want to just i'm just there to kind of play if i'm not like you said mm -hmm. if i'm not in like a a party chat um i used to think it's like oh my do I have anxiety and i was like nah i just don't like talking to people online like if i don't know them especially like something like something i know is going that's uh, i guess rage inducing like call of duty um or like you know any any insert sports game there what, what games do you what games do you like playing like what games are in your wheelhouse 
I play Fortnite a lot. It's easy to just get on, get off. And there's so many raging 12 year olds. And one time they like got into our party chat somehow and they just harassed us to death. And we like, every time we like block, they'd like somehow get in on like someone else. So, and it was because my friend had their chat set up to public or something for some reason, oh, even yeah. though the rest of us were private. So it was awful. They were like, oh my God, who's Rachel? Who's Rachel? And like screaming. And I was like, this is why no one likes little preteens playing on their game. <laughs> it's like, what if, what if, what if I was like a serial killer or something and they just decided to harass me? Like, is there no like stranger danger now? But no, there's nothing that I am. I was just like surprised. I was shocked at the amount of harassing these like kids did out of nowhere. No, their kids are getting more bolder by the day. Some of the things I'll be hearing my friends who are like streamers and, and they do the whole thing and whatever, like just the things that go to through um, is just trash. It's like, it's, it's definitely one of those things. And also I want to touch on something because um, a lot of people have said that, uh, said that, that you said about cause, the cloud chasing when it comes to cosplaying and I never really asked to expand upon it. I will, I, I'm not familiar. I'm familiar with what cloud chasing is, but like I, for some reason, just cosplaying and cloud chasing just didn't seem it just it doesn't link in my like connect in my head. I, mm-hmm. I can understand the idea of like, oh, there's a lot of beauty, like you, you know, there's a lot of like people who model a lot of like cosplay, they do like professionally. And I can see trying to get into their space or like using cosplay as a means to flirt or discussing photographers who give photographers like me a bad name by abusing their their clientele and their the and the power dynamic and things like that with, with mm-hmm. that whole thing. But when you say uh, cloud chasing in the cosplay community, especially like um, how it is now, I'm sure right now it's probably, especially how much money is in that kind of business now, it's probably terrible. Uh, what, what kind of stuff have you like seen or experienced or like just, or that, at least that you know of that other people may go through? Um, some people like say one of my friends is like a famous popular cosplayer. Someone will try to either like talk and be friends with me and then just to be like get to them um and then get ask about them to hang out like the way that a lot of the clout chasing and cosplay communities they'll go to the famous one's friends if they can't get to the famous one to try and just insert themselves into their friend group um mm-hmm. and it's not in a organic way like we always love meeting like people and meeting like all our followers making more friends it's not something like oh you can't hang with us it's people that are doing it just to take advantage of you like they literally only care about like the follower number and they just want to be in your group so that you'll share them or they can be in group photos with you and so they can raise themselves up on the your coattails so it's those types of people you can tell their intentions just by how they engage and talk to you um it's just like you it's a vibe too (laughs) Um, so it's, it's kind of one of those. And sometimes those people just follow you around at a convention. So you have to like try and run away and like hide with like other people just to like avoid them. But it happens a lot. No, I can, I, I, I hundred percent can imagine, which is why I tell people who always be like, oh, like, even if they don't, even if I know they're not even trying, they're just like, literally like, oh, I just want, just, I just want her to know 
that she's awesome or like that he's awesome or whoever's they are awesome i was like i'll i'll pass it on as like a very random no at just like hey just know a lot of people enjoy what you're doing keep it up like you know i was like oh yeah i'm gonna have a marvelous rachel on the podcast like oh my god you're mutuals with her like i didn't, I didn't even know that and it's just like yeah yeah no we're like mutual we've been mutuals for like a while uh she's cool like yeah like i'll just like let her know i was like yeah i mean i'll let her know um you know that that you know she, she got a lot of support she got she got her followers she do she's doing her thing i'll let her know what, what she means to do the, the the community she knows she knows what she'd be doing she out here doing her thing and uh because i feel like a lot of people do um you know leech off and it's crazy it's crazy because i you know at, at first i was very you know there's another thing too when you're friends with um you know other famous cosplayers other famous just people in general they have to be aware that not only that you are, but you have to remember like where you're at with your content creation journey too, because it will happen to you or like you'll accidentally sometime, like, you know, cause you, cause you're out here chilling, like, oh, I'm a normal person just chilling. And then like, I don't, you don't think that process through mm-hmm. and that way it can allow a lot of nasty people through. So it's like super, just sucks that people do that. Um, and I'm glad that you explained, cause now like, I definitely understood like the, I understand like that kind of, thinking that kind of alignment happening because it happens like all the time especially like if you're friends with a lot of like female cosplayers who are just trying to live their best life and do and do everything like that that a, a dude does and vice versa like they're just people do everything but because they're a man or because they're a woman or because they do this or that there's always that kind of like there's always that subcontext there that's always underlining and super unfortunate because it's scary like it's scary to go to a con and like, you know, like, let's say, like, like for me, I, <laughs> I felt bad doing this, but like, I was like, I kind of was like, just telling people like, hey, if you see me at, at this, like the convention I went to in July, I was like, don't, you didn't see me. Cause I, you know, I, I, just, I, just, I have a thing about people knowing where I'm at because I just, mm-hmm. I don't, you don't know how people want to approach you, you know? And just because I'm like 5'10 and black doesn't mean like I can just fend everybody off where I want to be in a position where I have to do that. <laughs> so like, um, I just like to tell people, but, um, you know, then, then you have a bunch of people like just staring at you when they see you in public, like when they see you at the con, just like staring at you like, oh, my God, that's Marvelous Rachel. Yo, she's actually wearing the 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 the, the, sec- the sucking out cosplay. Oh, she's Yuji. Oh, my God. So cool. And but they, but you heard that, you know, they heard you not saying anything. So it's like just stare at you. That's even worse because you don't know why they're just staring at you, <laughs> uh, especially depending on the group of people that it, it can or cannot be. So it's like, like you know, the tension you're already like kind of hyper aware. Because outside of cosplaying, not for me, but I know for, uh, unfortunately, it happens to a lot of women in this world, especially in this country, that's like, you can't go out at night. You can't, there's certain things you can't do because of the fear for your life. So it's like, it, to even have to work. So you're already hyper uh, sensitive to everything that's going on. You're always paying attention. You have to be on alert, which is a very tiring thing to do. So that's why it's like, um, you got to be really, care- <laughs> you know, really careful out here and about, um, about what you do. But Rachel, thank you so much again for joining the podcast and, um, you know, giving up your free time. Uh, where can the people find you out here on the interweb that want to enjoy Marvelous Rachel's content? Um, thanks for having me. They can find me at Marvelous Rachel on Instagram and TikTok. That's great. That's great. She does a lot of, uh, a lot of amazing cosplays. Uh, is, 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 is she, she's, she's very humble so she may not admit it I don't know if she will or not but she is hilarious as well 
she's hilarious. She, does, she doesn't, she doesn't low, she's low key. She doesn't low key comedy, but she's hilarious. One day she'll realize how hilarious she is. And maybe she'll, she'll, she'll uh, embrace that comedy side, but she's hilarious as hell and does amazing cosplay and really takes her craft seriously. And again, the 3d printing, we talked about the 3d printing. We talked about, um, you know, what black widow means to you. And then demon slayer, like we are Shinobu cosplay right now. And um, just the, you know, have, how much fun you have gaming and cosplaying really, rubs off on i'm sure your followers and a lot of people who are fortunate enough to come across your content like myself um so you do amazing work and you can follow me on all social media platforms at wholesome underscore monk you can go ahead and get some wholesome monk merch as well because you want to be wholesome you gotta feel wholesome and the merch can do it for you and remember if you listen to this podcast or you watched it 